Hi, it is so lovely to be with you today. I don't know about you, but I have absolutely loved the sunshine that we have enjoyed in the UK, particularly throughout April. We've been getting plenty of it down in Cambridge here. I love just waking up with the sun streaming through my windows. I've been loving going for, for bike rides in the sun as part of my daily exercise. Sunshine just makes me so happy. And you know, as humans, I think we're, we're drawn to the light. We gravitate towards the sun. In fact, in, in a workspace survey, over 1,600 employees ranked access to natural light as their number one desire for a workplace. Other research revealed that people working in offices with natural daylight reported a 51% drop in eye strain, a 56% reduction in drowsiness, and a 63% drop in the incidence of headaches. So worth bearing in mind if you haven't yet figured out your perfect workspace at home. You know, light, it's good for our physical bodies, it's good for our mental health, it brings with it a feeling of hope and happiness, and of course it helps us to see things clearly as well. And in John 8 verse 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And light is a constant theme throughout John. In fact, the word light is used 23 times in the gospel. And in this statement, Jesus is making this wonderful claim and promise that everything that the natural light brings, he can bring in an even greater measure. And this is the truth that we're going to be reflecting on today. In the same verse, Jesus goes on to say, if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. And throughout John, there's this constant interplay between light and dark. And thankfully, the light always wins. You know, if you're in a dark room and you switch on the lights, boom, the darkness goes. And when we're talking about darkness here, we're talking about the absence of light and everything that is good, hope, joy, peace, clarity. You know, I'm sure you'd agree, we're living in what seems like pretty dark times. And even if personally you're doing quite well at the moment, you probably know someone who's struggling and, you know, nationally and globally, it seems like there's darkness surrounding us. And yet Jesus says, you won't have to walk in darkness. So how can we draw strength from this statement in the reality of what we're living through? Well, I don't think Jesus is talking here about the absence of darkness. You know, the fact that he is claiming that he is light is also naturally acknowledging that the darkness exists. But there's, there's a lifeline that he is throwing us here, that in the middle of this season, we can know and walk in and experience this light that leads to life. And, and clearly Jesus is talking about light as a metaphor. You know that phrase, there's light at the end of the tunnel. It speaks of a hope, and this isn't some vague or circumstantial hope, but it's a solid hope, a sure hope that can be an anchor for us as we move not only through this season, but through all the seasons to come. And, you know, as to make his point clear that Jesus is light, in the next chapter of John, Jesus goes on to say again, I am the light of the world. And then he goes on straight away to heal a blind man. And in doing so, Jesus is sort of tangibly demonstrating that he can illuminate even the darkest of lives. I had this uh, similar experience in Mexico um, quite a few years ago. I was on my way to help lead a meeting in a lovely little church and 
before I went, I just sensed that God wanted to heal someone's eyes. We got to the meeting, got through the end of the meeting and was about to leave when a man came rushing up to me with his young son asking for prayer. And his son had lost 80% of his vision. And so I just prayed a really short, simple prayer, commanding his eyes to open in Jesus name, like the Bible tells us to. And, and after that prayer, the boy kind of excitedly said that he could see a little bit better. And so I prayed again, at which point his eyes welled up with tears saying, I can see. And I will never forget that the look on his face as I drove away that day. To go from darkness to light is the most amazing thing. And it might be that you've experienced something similar in your own lives. Maybe you've received a, um, a physical sight, again, a healing of your sight, or maybe healing of a, another part of your body. But I know for many of us, we have experienced that the light breaking through our darkness emotionally and spiritually, which can be even more amazing and freeing. Jesus's light is something that is available to us right now. But how? How can we walk in this in the middle of what we're living through right now? Well, throughout this series, we're exploring the I am statements of Jesus. And in Revelation 1 verse 8, Jesus says, I am the one who is and who was and who is to come. And I want to use this as a framework for exploring the statements of Jesus. Jesus is the one who was the light of the world, who is the light of the world, and who will always be the light of the world. So firstly, let's look back and remember God's light in the past. I know personally the power of looking back and remembering. Um, I grew up in the flatlands of the Peterborough Fens. And so when I met my husband, Chris, who's from the Lake District, I had the shock of my life on his family holidays where they would climb these enormous mountains. And I remember a particular walk two years ago, Chris and I were climbing four mountains along this ridge. and. Quite frankly, I wanted to give up pretty early on. It was a really hot day. I was absolutely exhausted. Once I'd thought I'd reached one summit, there was another one ahead. And at other times, I, I literally couldn't see the path ahead. And it was in those moments that I had to, to pause, to stop, and to look back. And this was the view. <laughs> you know, it's when I did that that I was able to kind of see how far I'd come and appreciate the journey I'd made. And it genuinely did give me strength and courage for my journey ahead. You know, when you can't see the path ahead of you, look behind. How has God been a light in the darkness before? And it might be that you look back to your own personal experiences. In January of this year, I became pretty unwell and I was off work for weeks. For a while, we weren't really sure what the problem was. And after several doctors and hospital appointments, we're finally able to figure out what the problem was and, and get me treated. And praise God, I am on the mend and doing great. But, you know, if I'm honest with you, there have been some pretty shaky moments um, since the start of this year. And I, and I haven't been able to see the path ahead. And it's been in those moments that I've been able to look back and remember his faithfulness, even over the last few months, his protection, those little miracle moments, of which there have been many, the fact that I was even able to get treated before the coronavirus broke out. You know, his light has been shining so brightly in this season of my life. 
But more than look back to your own personal experiences, we can look back in the Bible and remember how God has been a light to his people before. And when we do this, we remember that ultimately darkness has already been beaten. In John 1 verse 5, it says, the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus came from heaven, the, the ultimate place of light, into a world of darkness and everywhere he went, he brought light and life. And then through his death on the cross, he ultimately won the war against darkness. Light has already won. You know, speaking of the power of the cross, Paul writes, Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. All of the things that we might associate with darkness confusion, depression, anxiety, fear, they have ultimately already lost their power. Through Jesus' death and resurrection, Jesus holds the keys of victory and we can walk in that victory today. You know, all of us are facing some degree of uncertainty where we can't see the path ahead of us. You know, even if you're doing quite well at the moment, you might be facing more of a sort of general uncertainty about, well, what's life going to look like after this virus? But for others, you might be facing a more specific uncertainty. You know, maybe you're in a vulnerable category of, of people to this virus and you're looking ahead to, to the months without a vaccine with questions. Maybe you're a frontline worker and you're daily having to find the courage to just show up and keep going when you can't see the path ahead. Maybe you're facing job uncertainty or financial uncertainty. You know, maybe you're even navigating grief. If you can't see the path ahead of you, look behind. If you're in a relationship with Jesus, you can dig deep into the archives of your life and look back at how God has illuminated your past before. But more than that, you can look back to the victory of Jesus who has already beaten and overcome any darkness that you might be facing right now. Or it might be that you're actually watching and you say, I haven't got a history with Jesus. I have never accepted his light into my life. And if that is you, I am so excited for you because Jesus offers you an open invitation today to step into the light. And I want to give you a chance to do that at the end of this message. So Jesus is the light who was, but he also says who is. That means right now, which leads me on to my second point. Let's look now and pursue God's light today. I am currently reading Lord of the Rings um, for the first time. I've enjoyed the movie for many years, but I've never actually read the books. And for those of you who know, the whole premise of the book is centered on a ring. And this ring has incredible power to draw everything around it into darkness. I think in many ways it is easy to be drawn into the darkness of this season. You know, I felt it myself and and it's anything that that leads to a feeling of, of heaviness fear, hopelessness. 
you know, and I think it's knowing and identifying what are the triggers for you. You know, for me, it's it's watching endless news cycles or, you know, Googling scary death statistics. And sometimes it feels like it takes every ounce of strength and self-control not to give into the darkness and not to feed the fear, to, to pursue the light, even when, when we feel that pull of darkness. I was, I was sunbathing in my garden a, a few weeks ago and the shadows were moving pretty quickly and I felt myself every sort of few minutes sort of shuffling up my blanket to stay in the light. You know, just as I physically was pursuing the light in that moment, all the more I want to make sure that I am pursuing the light of Jesus at this time. And Paul, a man in the Bible who had a radical encounter with the light of Jesus, writes this. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. And notice it says, now you have the light from the Lord. If you know Jesus, you have the light of Christ available for you right now to break through any darkness you might be facing. And then Paul goes on to say, so live as people of the light. It's an action if we're in a dark room and we want the darkness to go, we don't shout at it. We just switch on the lights. Let's switch on the lights. And last week, Steve brought an amazing message encouraging us to, to feast on the Bible, to feast on the word of God. This week, as a church, we're coming into a, a week of prayer. Let's use this week to pursue the light of Jesus. Sign up for a prayer slot if you haven't already. You know, for me, worship has been such light and life to me, particularly over the last few months. I'm particularly loving Ellie Linebear's album, Lost in Wonder. You know, sing your way through the season. Get some time in, in silence and solitude where you're able just to meditate on who Jesus is. You know, fear cannot stay for long in a mind that is thinking about Jesus. There's a beautiful scripture in Isaiah it says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. you know, particularly if you're facing fear right now, you might want to just take hold of that scripture this week, meditate on it and let his peace wash over you. And when we do all these things, as we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, we will feel that light, but we'll also be light to those around us. And Jesus says, I am the light of the world. But in Matthew 5, 14, it also says, you are the light of the world. That's us. And interestingly, this is the only I am statement of Jesus, that Jesus says we are also. We are the light. We are to shine because he lives in us. You know, all of our frontline workers, you are living examples of the light right now. And we are so, so grateful for you. But for all of us, when we clap for our carers, when we share encouragement on social media, when we give to our food bank, when we call a lonely neighbour, when we pray, we are the light. So let's look back and remember how Jesus has already overcome darkness. Let's pursue the light today. And thirdly, let's look ahead and trust in God's eternal light. You know, the ultimate war between light and darkness has already been won. We have a wonderful truth right at the heart of the Christian faith that through Jesus' death and resurrection, even death has been beaten, which means if you are a Christian and you are walking with Jesus, 
even in death, you are going to walk into the most glorious light imaginable. It's like we can be at the start of a race and know that we're already going to win. Now, when Jesus says you won't have to walk in darkness, it's like he's speaking beyond the experience of our current world into a future and eternal light. And I just personally find this so helpful to remember, particularly in this, in this season. You know, because when we look around at all that is going on, we're reminded of our frailty. You know, at this world, our worlds are not as secure as, as we once thought. And, you know, if we look around and see what's going on through the lens of here and now, sometimes it does feel like the darkness has the upper hand. And for many, death is the ultimate darkness. You know, for me, I was, I was pretty fearful of death, actually, for many years. And I think part of that fear was rooted in this, this sort of desperate desire to cling to life. And, you know, over the last couple of years, I've just been bringing those fears to God, fears that we all have to face, the fear of loss, the fear of kind of being out of control, that, that sort of claim I feel I have to my own life. And, you know, I'm still very much on a journey, but I have found so much freedom as I have surrendered and re-surrendered my life into his hands. And as I remember, you know, what living in the light of eternity really means. You know, one day, as we look ahead, Jesus will return and we are going to live in a new heaven and a new earth. In Revelation, John describes what this new reality, this, this new world will be like for us. He writes, The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb, that's Jesus, is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. One day we will live in a place with no more darkness, no more crying, no more sickness, no more viruses. You know, three Jesus, we can look forward to an eternal light with immense hope and expectation. As I come into land, I just want to end with a few lines from a book called The Last Battle by C.S. Lewis. And these lines might be familiar to you. And in the book, the four main characters die. And describing the earth as the shadowlands, C.S. Lewis paints a picture of what their new life in eternity will be like. And this is what he says. For them, it was only the beginning of the real story. All their life in this world and all their adventures in Narnia had only been the cover and the title page. Now, at last, they were beginning chapter one of the great story which no one on earth has read which goes on forever, in which every chapter is better than the one before. Whatever tomorrow may bring, whatever this life may bring, the next will be better. Through Jesus' resurrection, we can now cry with Paul in 1 Corinthians, death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? Even in death, we walk into light. In this season, eternity is getting up close and personal. And yet in a time when it seems that darkness is surrounding us, God has so much light for us to enjoy. You know, we, can, we can look back at the victory of Jesus and draw so much strength and, and courage. We can know and experience right now 
his light breaking through and piercing through the darkness that we might be facing right now. And one day we're going to step into an eternal light where there'll be no more darkness, where, where the glory of Jesus is going to illuminate everything. What a hope. So we're going to take a few moments now to respond and if you have never accepted the light of Jesus into your life, then I want to, in a moment, pray a prayer with you. But for all of us, wherever you are right now, I want to pray a prayer over you. So why don't you just receive this prayer now? May the light of Christ flood your hearts and your homes. I pray that you'd be able to look back and see the light of Jesus illuminating your past, even when you were unaware of it. I pray that you would experience the light of Christ that is available for you right now to break through any darkness that you might be facing to bring you hope and peace and faith and that you would know that you can walk in the victory of Jesus today. And may you know that whatever tomorrow may bring, your future is bright and eternal and glorious. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And to close, I just want to pray with anyone here who you would say you've never accepted the light of Jesus into your life, or, or maybe you once did, but you've wandered away. Jesus has his arms wide open right now, and he is ready to bring you into the light. So if that is you, if you want his light to break through your darkness, if you want that assurance of a future eternal light, then why don't you just pray this prayer with me? Jesus. I believe that you are the light of the world. I acknowledge my desperate need of you. I don't want to live in darkness anymore. Come into my life right now. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. Fill me with the light of your love and hope and lead me into your eternal light. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer, I am so excited for you. And we want to help you take next steps in your journey with Jesus. A link will pop up on the screen. We'd encourage you to, to go to that as soon as possible. Let us know about the decision you've made and a member of our team will be in touch with us soon. Well, it has been such an honor to be with you today. We're gonna close our time with a song of worship. So I'm gonna hand back to our team who are gonna lead us. <laughs> 